This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church and I said, I got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and it must be a radio for me every time I'm in the camp city. This show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good cook. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here in Sports Radio 810 WHB. Along with my producer, Jed Marshall, we're here wide awake and ready to talk with you this morning about the mental side of sports, as I am every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Hope you're having a great day. And, you know, this morning, for the first time driving in here, the sun is up. We haven't seen the sun in several days. And... It's getting light earlier, which means springtime is around the corner. And I know everybody's excited about that because you can get out and play golf, get out and play tennis, get outside and walk, run, ride your bike, work out, whatever it might be. It's that time of year when everybody starts to get excited about getting outside. The temperature's starting to warm up. And hopefully winter will be in the rearview mirror. I'm here every Sunday, as I said, from 7 to 8 a.m. <clears throat> and this show is about you. We talk about mindsets and attitudes we talk about sportsmanship we talk about emotions talk about confidence self-esteem attitudes focus how you get prepared to compete talk about a lot of things on this show you know i've been here for 17 years i've been on the radio now for 27 straight years in kansas city And so many things keep happening in our society that affect us, whether it's politics, whether it's life, whatever it might be. We have all these issues going on today in our in our world that are very troubling and very, very scary, quite frankly. There's a lot of anger out there. There are a lot of people who don't get along. And. In sports, it happens as well. We have a tragedy in our country going on with the Florida school shooting last week and this whole issue of guns and mental health mindsets lots of people don't agree on these topics behaviors how people conduct themselves who the leaders are how you take charge what safety in schools there are so many things going on here and a lot of this relates to mental health I have been a psychologist for 37 years. And my job as a psychologist is to work with people and help them deal with whatever it is they need to deal with, whether it's a relationship issue, whether it's a a personal issue, whatever it might come down to. And you know, in the world of sports, all these things happen. All these things happen across the board. There is anger. There are people who don't get along. There are fights, there are arguments. There are all kinds of issues that go on in the world of sports that affect us emotionally, psychologically, intellectually. This whole issue of anger 
is one that I'd like to, to get into today because, you know, when you look at anger and you look at personality and you look at behavior, you know, there are all the discussions now about the, the individual who shot all these 17 people in Florida about his mental health, about his behavior, about his anger, how it was ignored by so many people, which it obviously was. It wasn't dealt with right. So let's take sports for a minute. You know, a few days ago, the Chiefs traded Marcus Peters, a very, very, very talented athlete, an extremely talented player, but somebody who has issues. It's very obvious. He was kicked off his team in, the, in Washington when he played there. And then here with the Chiefs, Pro Bowl player, but somebody who has a short fuse, who had anger issues, would be seen screaming at coaches on the sidelines, who was suspended for a game because of throwing a flag in the stands. So how do you coach that? How do you deal with that? How do you rectify that? How do you identify that? If you're a coach, and I don't care if you coach kids, I don't care if you coach collegiately, high school, rec, premier, elite, traveling, Olympic, you have to deal with your emotions. You have to deal with the emotions of the athletes on the team. You have to deal with parents' emotions. So what do you do when you have someone, and it doesn't matter who it is, someone associated with your team who's got some emotional issues? It could be the coach. It could be a player. It could be a parent. It could be an official. How do you handle that? How do you deal with that? How do you rectify that? Well, I'm going to tell you what most people do. It's called ignorance. They ignore it. Most people don't want to deal with someone who gets angry at a game. If a player gets angry and loses their temper, they're kicked out of the game, they may be suspended, but do you have them talk to somebody? Do you have them work on what's going on? Do you have them deal with those issues? No. Most people, no, get them out of here. You're gone. You're suspended. Come back when you decide you want to play right. But when someone loses their temper, when someone isn't controlling their emotions, how do you deal with that? You know, one of the things I find and I have found in my 37 years of work, people don't want to deal with people who are angry. They're scared. They're scared for their own safety. They're scared for other people's safety. So people who are angry are known as bullies. People who are bullies hurt people. And a lot of people don't want to say anything because they don't want to get in the middle of it. So it continues, and it continues until there's a blow-up, until something goes overboard. I want to open up our phone lines now, and I want to hear from this, this. This is maybe one of the more important topics we'll ever talk about on this show. It's about emotion, and it's about controlling emotions. How do you control emotions? You know, as a coach, you want to motivate your athletes. You want to get them psyched up. Lots of people talk about anger in sports, about utilizing an athlete's anger to get them fired up to play better. Is that what it takes? Do you have to get angry to play better? 
I don't work with the University of Kansas. I was their first sports psychologist back in the early 80s. But when I watch the University of Kansas basketball team, who I love watching play because of their grit, their determination, yes, they just won their 14th title in a row yesterday, and congratulations to them. Their coach is an outstanding person. Never met him, but the way they coach their players and treat their players obviously has a lot to do with success. But I want to take, when you talk about this whole issue, let's take Devontae Graham for a moment and look at the way this young man plays. Does he ever look angry? Does he ever look pissed off? No. He plays with emotion. He plays with intensity. He challenges himself, I think. I don't know him, but I believe he challenges himself to take it to the next level, to be as good as he can be. Over the years, I've worked with many of our sports teams in town on an individual basis. I was the Royal psychologist for a long time. We had players on the Royals who were angry people. I've had a couple of them on this show with me before. We talked about dealing with that anger and not letting it spill over into their professional life or into their personal life. The importance of talking and dealing with things is so important. So I would like to hear from you. If you're a coach, if you're a fan, if you're a player, a parent, an official, how do we deal with anger in sports? How do you handle it if you have someone on your team, on an opposing team, in the stands, at a youth sports game, at a high school game, at a rec game? What do you do when there's a parent who's angry? What do you do when there's a fan who's angry? What do you do when there's a coach who's angry, a player who's angry, an official who's angry? How do you deal with that? What is the right way to handle it? Our number is 913-3810-810. And we all have seen it before. God knows on this show I have talked about so many situations where there have been coaches and parents that I've seen who've gone crazy. Years ago, when my oldest son Jonathan was playing rec basketball, I had a situation. It was the last game of the day. It was a Saturday night. He was in sixth grade. Playing on a team with a bunch of his friends. The coach was a wonderful man, a good guy, a very good friend of mine. And in the second half, the other team, the coach and the other team was, was pretty vocal, yelling and screaming throughout the game. And there was a play where he encouraged two kids to take out one of our players. And he did. These, these two kids came up to this one young man as he was coming up the floor, and they knocked him to the ground and kicked him in his knee. Our assistant coach ran out onto the floor because this young man, his name was Andrew, was screaming, writhing in pain. Our assistant coach ran out on the court. He got a technical for that because he wasn't supposed to do that. Our head coach, who was the father of Andrew, called timeout and then went on the court and asked me to come down. His son's screaming, rolling in pain, and I looked over to the side. And here's the head coach on this team high-fiving the two kids who knocked this kid down. Well, the game goes on. We end up winning. Their coach slams his 
clipboard down and breaks because the game ends. Well, ironically, I was putting on a youth sports sportsmanship seminar through Blue Valley Recreation. It's a Blue Valley Rec game. And the seminar was coming up in two weeks. The flyers were going out. The flyers were sent out that day. They were handed out to all the baseball uh, signups. And I was encouraged to give this coach one of my flyers. Went out to the, my car, brought the flyer in, went up to him after the game and said, excuse me, sir, you might be interested in this. He looked at it, wadded it up, threw it to the ground, and put a fist in my face and said, really? Let's see who the real man is. At which point I was pulled away from him. Reported him to the league, and the league said, he's a great guy. We've never had a problem with him before. Now, why would somebody act like that at a youth sixth-grade basketball game? Obviously, the guy's got issues. They said they would observe him in other games. I don't know what whatever happened. They said they never had an incident with him again. Hard to believe. Why do people act that way? Why do people act that way at a youth sports game? A youth sports event? Because your ego is out of control. Because winning is too important. Because the score of the game matters more than just having fun and playing. And then this translates into the kids who see this. And then it festers and grows. So if the coach does it, why can't I do it? Why don't we deal with things like this? Well, because you know what? You know why a lot of sports teams don't use sports psychologists? Because you can't measure what a sports psychologist does. You can measure what a physical therapist does or a trainer does or a physician does medically. If you strain a ligament, there's a, a process to work through it. But if your mind is strained, well, you can't measure that. can't measure feelings. We don't need to waste our time with weak people. That's why so many teams don't deal with the mental side of sports very well. All right, our number is 913-3810810. I'd like to get your opinion on this. I know Jed wants to chime in. He's got an opinion on this. My producer, he, Jed used to produce my show for years. He's been guest producing here the last couple weeks. Great guy. I've always liked working with him. And I know he has an opinion on this, so go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to share a funny ha-ha kind of experience from my youth days. So I played uh, youth baseball here in Overland Park for, through Blue Valley Rec or whatever. One of my teammates was Gunther Cunningham's son. So we were you know, we were playing ball, and we were on, in the National League, so the less, I don't know, good, we were, we were on the, the bad league of the two leagues. Tell but, everybody who Gunther Cunningham was. Gunther, Gunther Cunningham was former uh, defensive coordinator and head coach. Uh, he coached a lot of places, but here in Kansas City specifically, he's, I think he still might even – be consulting for the Detroit Lions. That's and, and was very well liked by yeah, the players. Yeah, a very well respected guy, very and nice, nice man um, off the field. So, anyways, we, we were, uh, you know, in this game, and we were, I think, twelve. And Gunther was berating the umpire, a kid who's like again sixteen. Probably not the best thing to do, but the funny side is, my dad's sitting right in front of Gunther, and uh, the umpire turns around and he's like, "You." You're out of here to my dad. He's like the most mild-mannered person in Gunther who was screaming, just kind of quieted down, and my dad went and stood in the outfield. You know, that is sort of funny. But we have an issue with anger 
in our society. And it, it, it transfers down to sports. And I have seen so many people over my career who don't handle it well. And then who does it affect? It affects the kids. It affects everybody that goes on. But when somebody is losing at a, at a game and it's kicked out of the game, what's, what do you do about that? How do you handle that person? What do you tell the kids? How do you deal with that with the kids that see this? I could spend the whole show sharing situations I saw with my kids when they were young in their youth sports events. I've shared so many of them on this show over the years. We don't deal with anger very well in sport. I want to get your opinion. 913-3810810 is the number. Have our first call this morning. Let's see what Steve has to say. Steve, good morning, sir. Thanks for calling. How are you? Good, buddy. How you doing, man? Okay. Hey, I, I appreciate you bringing this up. Uh, I was a former president of Blue Springs Baseball. Uh, coached a lot in the area. And, you know, my dad used to scream at kids. So, so you know, you, you learn about things, you know, growing up. And, you don't do that. Because <laughs> I used to get embarrassed. Was this when you were playing or were you coaching or what? When, when I was playing, when okay. I was a kid. How old are you now? I'm, I'll am i turn 54 here in a month. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm 63, so our generation, a little bit different situation back then. But still, go ahead. You know, uh, but I love my dad. He's my best friend. Uh, but... As I grew up, uh, you know, and then got into coaching, uh, and I was very fortunate. Went to Emporia State. Uh, my arm blew out on me, but I got to sit under Dave Bingham. I don't know if you know Coach Bingham. Right. Emporia State. But that's, and, and he's a he, militaristic type coach. But you know what? He didn't belittle people. Uh, he wanted the best of you. But he never berated umpires. That's the one thing he always taught. You know, you, you treat the game uh, with respect. Well, let me ask you a question, Steve. So when your dad would yell or scream or stuff like that, what was done? Not, you know, it was, it was dumb. Well, yeah, it is dumb, okay? I mean, I, 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 as I said earlier, I, I've shared so many situations over the years on this show of things I've seen in youth sports where parents... It was embarrassing to me. And yeah, it's embarrassing, but what's done about it? What's talked about it? People, you know, those people get kicked out. No one wants to talk about it. I think you sit down and discuss that behavior. You discuss what's wrong about it, why people are embarrassed about it, and you work through it as a coach or, or a team. But, you know, it happens all the time. And then you see people. I mean, I've been threat. I was threatened one time coaching. Oh, and threatened also, at, at, at my son when he was 12 playing soccer. And later on in life, uh, my father was a big eight uh, basketball referee. I mean, he went through high school. And stuff. I mean, then he learned, you know. And well, he had to learn how to control himself this. then. That he was a he was a, a marine coming out of Vietnam, <laughs> so there's a lot of issues 
going on here. Well, how did, he ref- on how did he referee and deal? How did he referee and deal with his anger then? Oh, you stoic. So he learned uh, how to control I, I it. Is what him, you're saying? I watched him do a game down at Emporia State where I was, and I had buddies of mine getting up mad about how the fans were taunting. If Dad was always then he was stoic, you know, and, and then he taught me how to referee. He goes, "You don't let the fans. You don't. You you call the game. You're professional." But you're stoic. You put that out. So, Steve, and, are you saying that your father learned then from when yes, you were younger? Yes, he learned. And he, yes, and he's a great man. Well, I want to thank you for sharing that because we need to hear stuff like that. But let me ask you this question before I let you go. Today we have a lot of anger in our society. It translates down to the world of sports. When you've got an angry parent in the stands at a youth sports game who it's one thing to – be yelling encouragement, but then starting to get critical and condescending and, and, and over the edge. What should be done? What should be done about that? Uh, good example. My wife and I were just talking about one. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, FBI agent, uh, he got a little angry with a uh, umpire. And he's a good man. But uh, he got mouthy. And I walked him down the side. I said, we don't do that. You know, our team does not allow that behavior to be here. And then uh, he, he said, Steve, I understand. He goes, thank you. Nobody's ever told me that before. You know, there you go. Said, See, Steve, that's it. Fear. Fear of saying anything to people like that because they're scared. People get scared. Okay? People get scared of when it comes to mental health, when it comes to anger, when it comes to confronting somebody who emotionally is out of control, people don't like to confront it. And when what does happen is those people, when they are confronted, they're thrown out of the game, don't come back. You have a kid who loses control, they're thrown out. Don't, we don't want you on the team anymore. That doesn't help anything. What do they learn? Well, just go somewhere else. See, I think when you have a young man or young, young lady or their parents who go over the edge of the game, you don't kick. You, maybe you take them out of the game, but you make them sit on the bench. No, you, and, you have to confront. Just have a discussion. And you dialogue. talk about it afterwards when the emotions have settled. The next game or two, whatever you suspend them, but they're at the game. They're on the bench. They don't. You don't tell them that don't come. You explain to the parents why that behavior is wrong. Maybe you tell the parent not to come to the next game, but then you have a conversation with them. You don't just kick them out. Don't say anything. No, I mean, they're good people. If they weren't good people, they wouldn't be there to begin with. Well, you hope they're good people. Some of them aren't. Yeah, you know, but you you have dialogue, and you explain, this this is our rule. There you go. You uh, you talk about it. it, And if you respect him, in nine times out of ten, they go, you know what? Awesome. Cool. We're all good. Well, that's right, because you talk about it. Steve, listen, sir, thank you for calling up. Thanks for sharing the story about your dad. And uh, keep listening. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Have a great day. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. The topic I've brought up today is this, the whole issue of anger, of mental health in society is a big issue now. It's always been an issue, but it's being talked about more. What about anger in sports? What about anger at your sporting event, your youth sport event, your high school event, your college event? How do you deal with an angry person at a game? 
Most people avoid it. They ignore it. They don't want to confront it. How do you deal with somebody on your team, a parent, a coach, an official, a fan at your game who's lost control emotionally? Our number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. and one of the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Dr. Andrew Jacobs, this is the Sports Psychology Hour here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 8 a.m. And I try to bring up topics on our show each week that I think are pertinent to what's going on in, in life, in sports, and in, in the world in general. Today I'm talking about something that, quite frankly, people don't like to talk about very much. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's how you deal with anger in sports. There is a lot of anger in our society now. There's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of hatred, name-calling. There are a lot of things that I don't like that are going on in our society. Can't solve everything, obviously, but one of the ways you can solve a lot of these things is by talking about it. The whole area of mental health is an area we are hearing talked about now because of the tragedy in Florida. But the issue of mental health is something that should be talked about all the time. I'm 63 years old. I've been a psychologist since I was 26. I've been dealing with this for a long time. I work with athletes all over the place. And I try to help people deal with their anger and work through it. Our number is 913-3810-810. What do you do at a sporting event, at a youth sports event, a high school event, and there is a parent or a fan going over the edge, screaming and yelling, cursing, violent, hatred things, yelling things, calling people names. Most people want to walk away from it. They don't want to confront it because they don't want to get in a fight. But what do you do when that happens? How do you handle it? Because you have to deal with it. These things need to be dealt with because if not, it gets out of control and then things get worse. Our number is 913-3810-810. Let's see what Mary has to say. Mary, thank you for calling. How are you this morning? Mary, are you there? Mary? Well, she's gone. All right, Mary, give us a call back. It's always nice to hear from a woman who calls up the show. So that frees up our lines. 913-3810-810 is the number. How do you deal with an angry person at a game? How do you deal with an angry coach? How do you deal with an angry umpire, referee, official? What about one of the kids that you're coaching? They're playing, but their parents screaming and yelling at him from the sidelines as a coach. And you can tell the parent is angry. What do you do? 913-3810-810. If you're in the stands and somebody next to you is getting out of control emotionally, what do you want to do? Well, most people want to walk away. You don't want to confront them because I don't want to get in a fight. Well, you find somebody 
who's in charge who can confront them. Or maybe you say to them, sir, sir, can you calm Excuse me, miss, can you calm down? It's just a game. Can you deal with that? Do you deal with it? People are scared to confront anger at sporting events. Yet, the irony is, lots of coaches want their players to play angry. So is there a conflict? You try to get to motivate your athletes to play better by using anger as a, as a key, as a tool. You play better when you're angry. Come on, get ticked off. Is that true? Maybe for a very small percentage of people, it can motivate you internally. <clears throat> but does that mean you have to get angry? Or can you challenge yourself to use that as motivation to focus better? To be more intense with yourself. I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810 is the number. This is a very touchy subject to talk about. But I try to bring up things on this show that is, are things that aren't really talked about during the rest of the week. The mindsets, the attitudes, mental health, because that's what we deal with on this show. Anger in sports. How do you deal with an angry fan, an angry coach, an angry player? If you have a player on your team who gets emotionally out of control, do you kick them out of the game? Tell them don't come back. Do you learn how to control it? Well, how do they? How do you know that they learned how to control it? How do you get them to learn how to control it? Let's face it: the Chiefs traded Marcus Peters this week because of his behavior. They didn't trade him because of his talent. Guys as talented a player as there is in the NFL. They traded him because of his behavior. And we don't know what goes on behind the scenes having worked with professional teams. I can tell you right now, you don't know the behind the scenes things that happen. And obviously things went on behind the scenes as well. He played with a chip. He got kicked off his team in Washington. Because what was it, Jetty? He was choking a coach? Was that what it was? He attacked a coach, right? Yeah, he... Yes, there were reports that he went after his coach, and uh, it may or may not have gotten physical. You can't confirm that he choked him, but I would say that's probable. Okay. Well, they drafted him knowing that. They drafted him knowing that emotionally there were things that you had to deal with. And let's face it, the, the guy's a great player. There's no question he's a great, talented young man. I actually met him at the airport. A year, what, 15 months ago, the day after the Chiefs beat the Raiders here at home in the 2016 season, it was at my gate. I was flying out to L.A. to see my then-girlfriend. And he's sitting there, and I thought, you know, I'm going to say something to him. So I went up to him, introduced myself, and I said, great game last night. He was there playing with two little kids. He could not have been any nicer. Showed him a picture of me at Super Bowl One. When I was in seventh grade, my father and I went to Super Bowl one in L.A., and I said, love to see you guys go back. And he said, sir, I'd love to go back, too. And if we go back, I hope you get to go. Couldn't have, could not have been any nicer, more pleasant, more polite. So obviously, there's an issue he's got to deal with, and hopefully he will deal with it. The anger that so many people have, mental, and let's face it, most people listening to this show didn't grow up where he did in the inner city of Oakland. 
where there's violence, there's anger, there's drugs, guns, shootings, murders. I've worked with an NFL player who grew up in a situation like that. A very, very, very large man. Defensive player. A Pro Bowl player, actually. Who couldn't be any nicer. He has a brother who's incarcerated. He's seen murders. He escaped the situation. And he said, Doc, I, I escaped it because my mother taught me the right values. And I, and I learned from what my brother didn't learn. And he's got anxiety issues because he, he's got guilt. He's got guilt that he made it out of there. So how you deal with your upbringing has a lot to do with who you are as an adult. But this whole issue of anger in sports, the angry anger we see at games. Why do parents at a youth sporting event go ballistic at their nine-year-old soccer game? Why do you have a dad at their, their, his 11-year-old daughter's softball game cursing at the umpires? Why is that? And what do you do when that happens? I want to hear from somebody who's been at a game, who's had a parent on your team, who's lost it at a game. What happened? I want to hear if you're a coach and you've had a parent in the stands, a parent of one of your kids, who starts cursing or yet screaming and yelling at the umpires, officials, referees. What do you do about it? 913-3810-810 is the number. Do you ignore it? Do you avoid it? Do you get in their face? What do you do? Because I, I guarantee you there are people listening right now who have had to deal with this and you don't know what to do. Most people sit in their hands or walk away. They don't want to deal with it. They're embarrassed. It's scary. And it is. But there has to be a way to deal with these things. 913-3810-810 is our number. If you are a coach, and it could be at a high school game, it could be a, it could be a college game, it could be any level of sport, and you have parents or you are a parent, and there are other parents who are losing it, what do you do? Do you kick them out? Do you tell them to get out of there? You know, most people don't realize they're acting the way they are when they're doing these things at games. There has to be a way to handle it in a constructive, productive way. You know, the anger that we're seeing in sports today is filtering down to younger and younger levels. We're seeing it at six-year-old, eight-year-old games. You start with the preseason meeting. And in the preseason meeting, you set some, some parameters and guidelines about behaviors, not just about practice schedules and who plays what, but about behaviors. And you talk about it, and you, you set guidelines. And unfortunately, with the situations going on today, I think these are things we have to talk about all the time. And a lot of people don't want to do it because they don't want to deal with it. But guess what? If you're in, in youth sports today, you have to because it filters down to other levels. All right, 913 is our number. Let's see what Doug has to say. Doug, good morning. How are you? Hey, yeah, good morning, Doc. Um, you know, it's very 
interesting. We've had a issue all season long at my son's basketball games of a couple fathers, you know, yelling one, two, three when you know when when the refs not calling three seconds, just getting outrageous. And the and the one father just stood up and started hollering, hollering obscenities and, and and things at at the ref two weeks ago. And it was it was almost at the same time, but. Um, um, I don't coach this team anymore. I did a couple of years ago, but he has, they have a different coach now. And the coach and the ref, the ref stopped the game altogether and just pointed up at the gentleman and said, hey, we're not going to have that here. And then, and then our head coach came around and also went up and talked to him. I just think it has to be addressed. If you look at somebody and tell them, hey, listen, we're not about that here. And um, so and it was very effective. Um, the guy shut his mouth. So. Well, okay, they did that during the game. Yes, they they actually stopped the game. Yeah. How old? How old are the kids? Uh, ten years old, fourth grade. Ten years old. Okay. Ten years old. You know. Okay. Is this the first time he's done this? No, it had been going on for a couple of weeks, and um, um, and, and, and it just got pro- progressively worse. And nobody no would say anything it. to him because they're scared of him. Correct. Is he a big yeah. guy? Yeah, and and he's just a, a just a mouth. Okay. You know? Okay. So, see, was there a preseason meeting, Doug, where you behave, you, this you stuff know, was talked about? You know, there was, but he didn't. He, he didn't come to it. He, he <laughs> rarely comes to practices. He drops his kid off and leaves. Um, well, that's fine. I mean, it, you know, it's fine that he doesn't come to practices, but he wasn't at the preseason meeting. Well, see, that's why it should be a requirement the parents have to come to a preseason meeting. And if not, totally then they have to sign a, a sportsmanship agreement. And see, the problem, did you guys sign a sportsmanship agreement? Um, um, well, no, we didn't sign anything, but we are going to do that with baseball this year after the, this, this experience. What what league is uh, this? What, what? Sorry, I'm sorry? What league is this that you're talking about? The Gable. Um, oh, they, they, don't have it, they don't have any type of agreement? That's interesting because that league's been around a long time. All right, so, yeah, so see – See what I would what I would suggest then, uh-huh. quite frankly, is I would talk to the your head coach to talk to the league. Okay, I think this dad uh-huh. should be suspended from the next game. Okay, I think he should be told you can't come to the next game, and that if you come back, if you do this again, you will be banned. Okay, you know you give people yeah. second chances. You explain to him what was going on. Okay. And you ban it, you, you suspend him for the next game and tell him you can't come back. And he has to sit down and talk to the coach about his behavior. And basically, it's very clear if you do this again, you're banned. That's it. You don't come back. Yeah, I think that's a great. Uh, I totally agree. Because, and you know, like even my wife, it was even making my wife so uncomfortable that she didn't even come to a couple of games. Well, yeah, see, uh, so this guy's rude. It's his 10 year old basketball. What's yes, a guy need exactly. to be berating officials for? What's his problem? See, He's got he's got some issues. I'm sorry, but if a, a parent of a ten year old is berating officials and blowing up at games, he's got some issues because Agreed. you don't do that. And then what's totally. that telling his son? See, what's that telling him? So his son is either going to be embarrassed, or his son's going to start acting like his dad. Well, that's exactly right. And then and then he starts talking trash on the court. His son does. All kinds of different things. Yes. Oh, of exactly course. Right. Well, gee, why is he doing that? Okay? Yeah. So this needs to be addressed. And, Doug, I would encourage your coach. You can tell him I said it. on. Put the onus on me. I said this needs to be addressed. Okay? Sounds good to me. 
All right. Well, Thanks, you know sir. what? I want you to call back and let me know what happens. All right? I'll do it. Okay, sir. Thank you for your call. Good luck with that. You bet. All right. Let's see what Joshua has to say. Joshua, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. Get your comments on our topic today. Um, basically, I uh, I coach a youth wrestling club, so I'm pretty familiar with a lot of outrage and a lot of angry parents, fans, coaches, and players. But I think it starts on the preventative side, kind of like you said. You've got to first, you've got to create an environment that the kids want to be a part of, that they want to be accepted into. And uh, what we do with our kids is you got a three-strike rule. You know, if you if you throw a fit, if you you know rip off your headgear and throw it across the gym, you know anything of the sort that's out of good character, um, you get three strikes. On the third strike, you're off the team. Um, okay, hold on. Let me let me stop you there. Yeah. Third strike, you're off the team. So right. what happens after the first strike? Uh, the first strike, it's the next day in practice. Everybody, the entire team, we always have the entire team together in practice. We go over what happened, who got a strike, why they got a strike, explain, you know, exactly how they behaved, you know, no matter how outrageous it was. Um, just reinforce why we don't do that, what we can do instead of, you know, what you did do. And then um, so far everybody on the team only has one strike. Not everybody on the team, but the most the kid has is one strike this year, which is a vast improvement from the last five years we've been doing it. Well, I think that's good, but I think you need to take it a step farther. And my suggestion would be that you do what – I think that's great what you've done, but I also think you sit down with that individual young man and his parent or parents and discuss it with them and explain what happened, why it happened, why it's unacceptable behavior and what you can do to try to help him get over that. Because there's a reason why they're going to throw their headgear across the the mat. Okay. There's a reason why they're going to lose control. And typically it's going to be because of several things. One reason could be because there's pressure from their parents to win. They're scared of mom or dad or how they're going to react because they've learned that probably at home or from their parents' behavior. So you need to have a conversation, Joshua, in my opinion, with this young man and his parent or parents and discuss it. I think it's a a wonderful idea. Well, see, it's about communication. It's all about, this is all about communication. You know what psychology is? It's common sense, okay? And see, I've been doing this for 37 years, and it's amazing how so many Teams don't. I had a there's a college I've worked with with one of their teams, and their coach just called me this past week. I was supposed to have a session with them on the phone. We have a Skype session, and he told me the athletic director found out they were doing this and he called him in and said, You're not wasting your time with the shrink. This coach was just he's he's been using me for two years. He said, Dr. Jacobs, you've helped us so much. And this athletic director is a fool, he's an older guy. You don't Absolutely. spend time with a shrink, okay? I'm a well, psychology you, major, so I mean, well, I'm not a, not a doctor by any means, but... Yeah. Well, guess who needs help? That that athletic director, okay? I mean, I when I hear stuff like yep. that, it just ticks me off. It's stupid. It's ignorant, okay? So what you've got to do, Joshua, I would suggest you do what I, I just said here. Talk yeah. with the, the athlete. Now, don't just have your team, team thing, which is great, but spend time with that individual athlete and his parent or parents and talk about it and come up with some solutions for them to help work together on it okay yeah that's a great idea i appreciate it all right well good luck with that sir call back let me know how it goes okay all right thank you thanks for calling 913-3810-810 is the number we're talking about anger in sports how to deal with it with fans with coaches with parents 
with athletes, whatever. Let's see what Eric has to say. Eric, good morning. How are you? Hey, Dr. Jacobs. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, when, when I was coaching my uh, nieces, it was a, kind of a machine pitch, uh, boys-girls league. You know, it was, it was uh, boys and girls play on the same team. And I was a coach, and, and I always told the parents, this is what I, I expect. And this one kid, his mom hadn't been to first couple games, and so he was there, she was there, and he had been playing good the first couple games, but then when she got there, he was kind of, you know, he was nervous. I was wondering, I thought maybe he was just going through one of those bad slumps. And I noticed him in the outfield. He was looking towards his mom, and he came over to me after the game. And he said, Coach, he says, my mom, did you hear her during the during game how she's out? He says, she, she embarrasses me, and I try to do good where well, she doesn't yell, but she just yells. And, and so I, I pulled her off to the side. Uh, after he talked to me, and I, I said, ma'am, I said, your son, he just wanted me to talk to you about something. I said, I don't, uh, I don't like the parents hollering at their kids while they're playing and, and shouting at the umpire. Let me take care of the umpire. Let me take the abuse from the umpire. And I, I appreciate it if you cheer for your kid when they do something good. And if they don't say, well, you, we'll get it next time. We'll, and she said, well, she said, I didn't know I was embarrassing him. I said, yeah, he was trying so hard to impress you, and he was uh, messing up. She said, well, I'm sorry. And she went, I saw her give her son a hug, and she came to the next game, and she was just the perfect. Well, there you go, Eric, because you, cause you know why, Eric? Because you confronted the issue and you talked about it, and she, she figured it out. Most people who are doing this, most people, not all of them, most people who are doing this stuff, don't even realize they're doing it. And that's why if somebody doesn't say anything to them, they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you got to confront. You got to confront. I and mean, you're right. I think a lot of people are afraid because they're thinking, well, if I confirm, they might, you know, hit me or, or try to start a fight. And a lot of people don't don't want to do that. And I just kind of, just kindly pulled her off to the side and spoke to her. Just adult to adult, I didn't. You raised my voice to her. I just explained the situation, and, and she was kind of surprised. She said, "Oh, okay." And the next game, she was perfect. She she yelled, "Good job!" When he did some good, and she said, "Well, you'll hit it next time, or you'll catch it next time." And he was so so calm the next game, and he he went two for three and got a home run and a double and. And drove in a couple runs, and when he got done with the game, his mom came over and gave him a hug, and she gave him a hug, and she came up to me. She said, she said thank you, Coach. She said, I would have never realized if you didn't say anything. I said, well, I just want them to have fun, and I want the parents to have fun too. Well, Eric, you so. did the right thing, and good for you, and you helped her out. Listen, sir, it's always, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for calling in. Yes, thank you, Dr. Jacobs. You take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, a couple nights ago, I went out to dinner, and I was at my favorite Mexican restaurant, Cactus Grill, over 119th and Row. And I sat down at the bar, and I looked to my left, and there's my co-author, Jeff Montgomery, sitting there. And Monty and I have known each other since I was the royal psychologist back in 1990. And as you know, Jeff is one of the co-authors of my book, Just Let Him Play, with, along with Pete Malone, Olympic swim coach. And so he was finishing a conversation with a, a gentleman and came over. We started talking. 
First time I've seen him actually since I had my prostate cancer. So we talked about that for a little bit. And um, then we talked about our book. And he said, you know, I, I said, have you had any feedback? He goes, you know, I get feedback all the time. He goes, but the problem is the people who need to read the book won't read it. The people who need the book don't want to deal with it. And I said, well, that's why I talk about the stuff I do on the show. Because Monty is obviously associated with WHB. And I said, I'll keep talking about it. And he goes, well, we need to. He goes, because I hear stuff all the time and I keep telling people they've got to get the book. Our book's called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And we talk about these topics in that book. So I would really encourage you, if you've been listening today, if this issue is going on, get our book. Get the people to read it. Get people to realize what they're doing. Deal with your emotions. Deal with your feelings. Deal with your anger. Deal with your happiness, whatever it might be. But deal with yourself. I do this show every week and try to bring up a topic that I think will be interesting. And obviously today was. As always, as we get towards the end of the show, we start getting a lot of calls. 7-8 is early on Sunday morning. Believe me, I know because I have to get up to get here. As does my producer, Jed Marshall. He's here wide awake and ready to go. So I enjoy doing this show with you every week. If you've got topics you'd like me to talk about, get a hold of me. There are a lot of ways to reach me. You can follow me on Twitter at DRJSportsPsych. My shows are podcasted there. They're podcasted on my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. You can send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Shows are also podcasted here at Sports Radio at 10 WHB. Go to the podcast page, go to additional programming, and you'll find it there. And you can always reach me at my office. That number is 816-561-5556. I am always taking on new clients. I give speeches on these things all the time. Love to hear from you. If you have a topic you'd like me to talk about, something you'd like to share with me, get a hold of me. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio at 10 WHB. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week. Take care of yourself. Share your feelings. Talk about things. And be happy. Take care. <laughs>